Hey, how you doing? This is Vinny Spumoni, and I got a little secret for you. I know you can find our podcast everywhere, but if you want to become a friend of the family, become a patron on the Podbean platform. We got some exclusive content for you over there. The family's growing, and there's plenty of room for you at the table. I'll see you there, or else. In today's episode of That Taxi Podcast... I'm sure every job has a little bit of stress. Though. Every job, yeah. My grandfather once said, my grandpappy once said, this job is great if it weren't for all the customers. My grandpappy always said, never chase after a bus, especially if it's going at a 90 degree angle. It's a SpongeBob reference. <laughs> oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there was a time in uh, the late 80s where I was actually living in a car. I happened to be working at a truck stop and I just parked car behind the truck stop and after work i would just go in the car and, and live in the car and was that just for convenience no it was because i had no place to go yeah why were you in that situation <clears throat> the apartment i was living in i moved out of there and you know i got a job but i couldn't find a place to live right away so okay it was an overlap where yeah yeah editing the podcast takes me sometimes four to six hours you know if, if it's particularly long for some reason it might take me longer than six hours mm -hmm. but when i'm finished my ritual is i reward myself with a steak dinner i make a steak dinner okay and Which that's is very heart healthy it's <laughs> not good for me <laughs> Welcome to That Taxi Podcast. I'm Thomas. And I'm Taxi David, author of Too Much to Handle, a series of hilarious cartoons of all the crazy things that happen in and around my taxi. Thanks for jumping into our cab for a ride along. Yeah, we've been driving taxi for years and we love to talk about work. You mean bitch about work. Yeah, okay, that's true. Everybody does bitch about work. We know you'll find this entertaining. Sure will, because we have a unique point of view as nighttime taxi drivers. That Taxi Podcast drops every Wednesday on Spotify and wherever else you get this podcast. Uh, Thomas, I think you mean to say wherever you get your podcast. No, Einstein. I mean wherever they get this podcast. I don't care where they get their <laughs> other podcasts. Okay, okay yes. Uh, okay, well, let's go. Up we go. this song that I'm going to sing, but it is a kid's song. And I always have to start the episode with a kid's song. So here's what it is, and it sucks. Fruit salad, yummy, yummy. Fruit salad, yummy, yummy. And that's all I'm going to do with that song. My kids were older than the Wiggles, you know, so uh, that was after my kids were. We're still waiting on. Oh. Woman, how you done me wrong? Now you start singing a different song. So good that you're feeling pain. But you better get yourself on board the very next train. Yeah, 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 yeah. Evil woman. Oh, evil woman. ELO. Yeah. Is it electric light? Orchestra? ELO, Electric Light Orchestra. Or is it Electric Light Orchestra? The Electric Light Orchestra. Okay, but is it Electric Light Orchestra or Electric Light Orchestra? I don't know. Like, I don't care. Well, I mean, it's got to be one or the other. Or it's Electric Light Orchestra. 
But it's, is it electric light? No. It could be like light electric orchestra. light orchestra. Mm, it's got to be one or the other. Not that. That's the third option, though. Mm-mm. I don't like that option. <laughs> hey, guess what? Guess what, everybody? Look where we are. Chicken butt. No. Uh, and I did not have my Red Bull yet today. How's your week? Good. And I was just going to bring up, look at where we are. We are in Alley. Alley is back. No, we're on the street. In Alley. The alley street. No, we're on, we're in Alley. <clears throat> I finally have my baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back. We should have done a live in your other car and your rental so people could see how sucky it was. Yeah. But they wouldn't notice that the seat was... I didn't like it. The seat was very uncomfortable. I liked that it was high. Yeah. I did notice that... I like it when it's high. Yeah, he likes it when it's high. But it was an SUV. It was a Kia SUV, and it was it was a little high. So it was nice to be able to step out. But And I have noticed this weekend having to go... To get out of my car. I noticed that even though it was a Kia SUV, it felt like it was cheaply made. You know? I felt like that too. Yeah. But part of that was because we had snow while I had it and it just didn't handle anything in the snow. While I didn't know anything about that. And everything seemed in the wrong, not the wrong place. Right. It just felt. You weren't used to where things were, but I'm yeah. talking like just the way the door closed. It felt like yeah. cheaply put together. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Well, anyway, uh, I had an argument with the dealership, not the dealership, the auto body place that worked on the car. Mm-hmm. Because part of the damage that was caused to my car was the bicyclist that I hit. His bike pedal cut through my um, rim. And so they replaced the rim. And I wanted that rim. But why? It was damaged. Why would you want it? It was cosmetic. There was nothing wrong with the rim. Mm-hmm. It was just cosmetic. And I wanted it for my spare. I have a okay. full-size spare that I can. Yeah. And, and so that way, if I ever have a flat tire, I can put on the spare and it doesn't look bad. I'm self-conscious. You know, I like my car to look so I looked it up. There's actually a law for people who take their cars to, to auto body shops. You have the right to all your stuff back. If you request the part back, they have to give you the old part back. They give you the old part, yes. Right. And that's what I wanted. Right. But you didn't do it in time. No, I did. I did it on the day that I brought it in. I asked for, for this back, and he says, you're going to have to pay $160 for a core charge. I'm right. like, get the fuck out of here. What are you talking about? And he said, there's a core charge. I'm like, I've never heard of a core charge on a tire. I mean, a, a rim. And he didn't know what to say to me. So when I went away, I looked it up. Because a new one costs about the same. Right. So the day I came to pick it up, I talked to the guy. And I said, remember how you said I had to pay $160 for the core charge? Because the law says I can get it back. And he said, if you talk to my manager, he would know yeah. what to say. Because I've never had anybody hit me with that. But, yeah, there's a core charge on it. Mm-hmm. So then the manager comes out, and I talk to him, and he says, yeah, we send it back to the manufacturer, and they send us a new one. Yeah. And it costs $100 to trade it out. Now, if you want, you can pay us $100, and we'll give you the thing. And I'm like, heck, yeah, because I'm saving 60 70 bucks on that, you know. And uh, But they had already sent it back to the manufacturer. I couldn't, I couldn't get it back. Mm-hmm. But I learned that that's why I had to pay a core charge on a rim which I had never heard of before. So I kind of made a fool of myself a little bit to the guy because I, not the manager, but I said, like, if you guys can't give it back to me, I mean, I kind of got to go to small claims and ask for it back. But then he, the manager explained it. And so I felt a little dumb about going, throwing the whole, I'm going to take you to court. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I didn't, I didn't mean to do that. I shouldn't have said anything. 
I don't see. I don't know why you got all up in arms about the wheel. Because I wanted a full size rim and not pay full price on it. I just wanted it. Oh, back. I understand. Yeah, that's all. I, I thought it would be free. Right. I'd get a free rim, yeah. right? And I thought it went through my mind that he said that so that I would back away and oh, then he could sell it himself somewhere along the line. Do you oh. know what I'm saying? Because it didn't seem reasonable that there would be a core charge on a rim to me. To you. And he couldn't explain that to me. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was an excuse. Do you know what I'm saying? Turns out it's not. So. It's okay. I was wrong. Um, How was your week? It was pretty good, I guess. Missed you yesterday. Yeah, I got a free day off. A free day off. Mm-hmm. Not just a regular day off. Uh, my, uh, I had requested next Sunday off. For the Super Bowl. Oh. And, uh, Are you he, going to? No. I'm going to watch it on TV and oh. take the night off and enjoy myself. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he thought, even though I put the date in my text, the exact date, February 11th, he gave me February 4th off by mistake. So, so I'll take the 4th off, too. So, Oh, so you got both off. Oh, yeah. So what did you do today? Or what did you do yesterday? Binge watch TV shows. What are you watching? I'm watching uh, The True Detective, the new one, Night Country. Yeah, I, and everyone's raving about it. Um, it's pretty good. Um, there are some like problems with it. Like, Ooh, don't tell me. Well, it's hard to follow. Um, they don't explain a lot. Is there a lot of flashbacks and stuff? There's, yes, yeah, like. Seven years ago and three years ago. Yeah, sometimes that's cheating. It is. And it's kind of hard to follow sometimes. In storytelling, because I, I work but in storytelling. But I, I like where it's, where it's uh, filmed in Iceland. Cool. Right, Even yeah. Even though it's supposed to be Alaska or whatever, or, or the Arctic, you know. Yeah, I'm excited about seeing it, but I'm waiting until there's more episodes. Mm-hmm. Because of that show, we got Hulu, and now I've been watching... Uh, only murders in the building. Yeah, and I'm on season two. Okay, well, you shot through the first season. Uh, binge watching. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? Oh, I like it. Yeah. yeah, I like Martin Short. I like Steve Martin. Yes, and I love their combination. Mm-hmm. The two of them are fun to watch yes. together. So I loved SCTV growing up. Uh, Martin Short was SCTV. Yeah, along with you know, uh, who's the other guy? Honey, I Shrunk the Kids guy. Who's that? It's uh. Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis, yeah. He, yeah. he was SCTV as well. Yeah. John Candy. John Candy. Mm-hmm. Oh, Eugene Levy. Eugene Levy, yeah. And he's still rocking it. Yeah, he was in uh, Schitt's Creek yeah. with his son but and daughter. They, but he's behind a lot of comedy oh, yeah. out there right now. So, uh, yeah, he's he's a classic. Uh, the Canadian Groucho Marx. I think the best thing I liked him in was A Mighty Wind. Oh, yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, where he plays this really, mm-hmm. me- he's fried out from all the drugs that he did in yeah. the 70s. It's so good. <laughs> no, that's good. Only Murders in the Building I've enjoyed. Um, even it get, even though it gets a little silly, it allows, because it's making fun of podcasting. Hey, yeah. it's making fun of people right. making podcasts. Yeah. So Everybody's got a podcast. Everybody's got a podcast. These fuckers out there got podcasts. Mm-hmm. They let anybody be a podcaster. Although no taxi drivers have as many episodes under their belt as me. Not even remotely. Yes. What did you say? The most was like 10? Oh, no. There was some that had like 35. But... Oh, God. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. There's one guy. But in... they haven't been on in 
years. A decade. Yeah, years. So, they haven't been out. <clears throat> yeah, there's one guy who actually is still posting. I sent you a link to his thing, and he only posts for like five, eight minutes, and he's like in Nairobi or something like that. Oh, yeah, I didn't. Yeah. That was nothing. I listen to him sometime. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, he just says, he just gets on and says things like, why, if you're rich, why don't you tip? What, you know, he'll yeah. just bitch about stuff like that. Yeah. The fuck's wrong with you? Okay. It's just have a nice day. Has, yeah. yeah, have a nice day. I've learned a long time ago that uh, your best tips don't always come from the rich people. It's the people who you think can't afford it. That's uh, true. Yeah. It's yeah. true. The industry people, mm -hmm. um, people who yeah, are a people monthly people. check. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 100% yeah. right. Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, it's almost the opposite. If you're rich, you're not tipping. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a better, that'd be a more interesting thing to explore. Like, what's the psyche behind that? And then part of the argument is that's why they're rich. Yeah. Because <laughs> they don't let go of a but lot of But I don't money. know if uh, a $5 tip to a taxi driver is going to, you know, put you in a $300,000 mansion. You know, so. you feel like it's an attitude toward the person? Because I get this. No. Have you heard this a lot? I just think it's. Where somebody says, you're just a taxi driver. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I've had, yeah, that, I've had that a lot. <clears throat> I said, you're just a passenger. My own mother, uh, when it wasn't until I talked about the the meaningful and life-changing interactions that we have with people and the influence that we have on people that she's like, Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. Cause she, I was supposed to be a teacher yeah. and well, I mean, I was, I was a teacher for 13 plus years. You probably make more money as a taxi driver than you do as a teacher. Like three, almost Isn't four that times. That's horrible. Right. Almost four times as much as I was making as a teacher. And I don't have the stress that I have as a teacher. As a teacher, I was waking up at 5.30 in the morning. I was preparing for classes. I was going to classes. I was teaching the classes. I had eight preps my first Could several have had years. maybe anxiety over certain students I was that certain. were giving you a hard time. Absolutely. You're coming to school already knowing you're going to be dealing with right. an issue. And then, and then after school, I was cross-country coach. I was a student council advisor. I was a parent-teacher liaison. And I had things that I had to do after school. And then I, because I didn't make much money, I had to go to a second job. And I, I was a test administrator for uh, Pima Medical Institute. And then I also worked in a video store. So I got home. At video Pima. store? Yeah, video update. <laughs> do you remember video stores, boys and girls? Video stores. We used to walk in, get a video. People could fuck that shit up too. The simplest thing. Just go look for the movie you want. If it's not there, get something else. Something with a picture that you like. Check it out. Go home. Watch it. Bring it back. But no. No, no. People people can't do that. Anyway, so now I'm driving a taxi. I can start when I want. I can end when I want. And I don't take anything home. I don't have to grade papers in addition to all the other jobs. I have. So, so this almost four times the amount making nice. as a teacher and no stress other than stuff that we've just learned how to deal with as mm. people I'm sure every job has a little bit of stress. So. Every job, yeah. My grandfather once said, my grandpappy once said, this job is great if it weren't for all the customers. My grandpappy always said, never chase after a bus, especially if it's going at a 90 degree angle. It's a SpongeBob reference. <laughs> oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. You know what I enjoy hearing? It's just always very interesting. When people get into the cab, and they say, I just started a new job. It's awesome. It's the greatest job. I love my job. It's perfect for me. And it's right up my alleyway. Say, Give it three months. Yeah, yeah, I'll see you in three months. Yeah. 
That's how I felt about this job. Although this job for the first three to six months, I was fucking ready to go to work every, you know, yeah. excited and. But isn't it still kind of fun? Yeah, it's not like it was. I would have no problem quitting this job tomorrow. I would be fine with it. Not me. The freedom and the the movement and the and the interaction with people and every day. And I try to explain this to bartenders. Imagine you had a bar and everyone at your rail was someone you liked, someone who treated you well, someone who tipped on top of everything showed appreciation, not just because of money or whatever. And, th and they all think, oh my God, that would be a, like an amazing night. You're just basically hanging out and making money and having fun. And that's what it is for me. There are things that stand in the way of that, but I know that the day, when the day comes that I'm angry every day, like if I get angry, like all the time, that's when I need to quit. Mm -hmm. That's when it's too far. And I need to go do something else. I need to go do my comics like cartoons. Uh, so are we ready to get started for the day? I thought we were. Welcome to The Dispatcher. We've hijacked the spinning wheel from the classic board game, The Game of Life. And each number on that wheel is assigned a different topic for us to discuss. And just like our conversations in the taxi, we never know what we're going to talk about. Yeah, that's what makes what we do so real. So let's see where the dispatcher sends us now. The dispatcher. 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 This guy lives closer now to downtown. I texted him at 3.30 and said, hey, I'm here early because my tire got done early. He goes, okay, I'm jumping in the shower. Hour and a half later, he shows up. So, I mean. Okay. So, there's this thing that I have to do when I open my eyes. Because I had an alarm for set for 3.30. That's why I saw your message. Okay. Nice. So, the alarm goes off. And then the first thing I do is, no, 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 no. And then I took my earplugs out. And I looked at my phone. And I saw your message. And I said, okay, I'm going to jump in the shower. And, and then, then go back to sleep. And then a girlfriend of mine. Uh, a friend who is a female person messaged me about something. <laughs> a female person who is a very close friend of mine messaged me about something. And so I was messaging back and forth on uh, that while I was still in bed. And then I got up and I went into my son's room and I asked him if I had a cord that would fit, you know, this, this thing so yeah. that I could listen in and stuff. He said he didn't have a cord for that. Okay. So then I got in the shower. I thought you said you had one. And I had to. For yours, oh, okay. not mine. And then I got in the shower. Cover your eyes. Oh wait, I'm just telling you about it. And Nothing then, to see anyway. and uh, <laughs> it took me. I don't know. It takes me 25, 30 minutes in the shower, and I shaved. And uh, then I came out, and I was gonna. I was thinking I was gonna eat something, and I didn't. And then I left, and then I realized I forgot my water, so I had to come back, and uh... I got my water, and then. And then I messaged you when I was in the elevator. So yeah, the whole thing took what? Hour and a half. Hour and a half. Which is kind of what I expected anyway. And I was just a little earlier than normal. I was, I was literally a whole half hour earlier than I usually am. Okay, maybe it was 15 minutes. I might have been 15, 20 minutes earlier. Mm. So, Thomas was just in town earlier. Yeah. And we meet at... Five. Five at Chiba Hut. Okay, ready? Yeah. Quatro. Four. Four is life-changing experiences. Oh, those are hard. <laughs> I have... Do you want to go first? 
Do I want to go first? Yeah, I can talk about something. Yeah, what do you want to talk about? Well, we've been noticing a lot of homeless around here lately. Mm -hmm. Well, not lately, but for, for the past 10 years, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, more prevalent now, though. It is. But there was a time in uh, the late 80s where I was actually living in a car for a very brief time for like two, two or three weeks. Mm -hmm. And I just parked it. I happened to be working at a truck stop in California and I just parked the car behind the truck stop and after work I would just go in the car and, and live in the car and was that just for convenience no it was because I had no place to go yeah how old are you oh man I must have been 25 yeah but, we're pretty resilient at that age but it gave me the incentive to realize I didn't like that lifestyle and I didn't want to be in that situation so I worked hard to why were you in that situation? I didn't have no place to live. No, but I mean, like, what happened that made that? I, I don't know what to say. I were you were you living there at the time, and then you lost the house, or you were kicked yeah, out? Yeah, I or... can't remember if it was right after I got out of the military, like a year after. But I, <clears throat> the apartment I was living in, I moved out of there, and you know, I got a job. But I couldn't find a place to live right away. So okay, it was an overlap. Where yeah, yeah. We, we both know somebody who lived in his car for months. Yeah. And worked. And, but he parked up there, you know, over by, by uh, Whole Foods. Yeah. He would call me sometimes to bring him cigarettes or, or something. And he yeah. just sat in his front seat. His whole car was just packed with shit. So yeah. he, all he had was where he sat. Yeah. And I don't, and he was okay with it. Yeah. I don't understand People that. People that worked with him, that worked with us. Yeah. Uh, actually tried to help him out and so get him a place to live yeah yeah, yeah. And, and, in fact he lived with me for i think two months okay yeah, yeah. and but, he was always calling me saying hey could you bring me some gas i ran out of gas right I was like, God damn it. but you know but so, he seemed to prefer that lifestyle actually i feel like you're right in saying that but it might have also been it was too much work to want to try to do something different Unless somebody was just giving him a room or giving but him some a space. people did give him money and give him a place to and live. And he did nothing and with that. And he pissed away or, or didn't take the, uh, you know, opportunity. I remember one time he got into a car accident, helped moving his, some of his stuff out of his apartment. And he was rent borrowing a friend's pickup truck. And someone hit the pickup truck. Oh, no. It wasn't his fault. It wasn't his right. fault. And insurance could take care of it. But he's just like, nah. And that's when I kind of got a sense. It's like, dude, there are things here to help you. Yeah. And he was just like, eh, it's too much trouble. And I felt like that maybe was just what put him there. But he was okay. This is where I agree with you. He was okay with where he was, mm -hmm. which was weird. Well, I mean, to each their own, I guess. I don't know if there's something psych psychiatric about that psych you know i'm not i don't want to say psychotic but i'm you know yeah what i I'm know saying. what you're saying uh i can bounce off that but before i do how did you get out of it was there something like you said it made you appreciate not wanting to be in that situation do you remember what you did i mean did you just literally open up your door one day and say i'm just gonna take this money and get a room or no i mean I had to still look for a place to live and yeah. had to get the deposit together and everything. So, yeah. <clears throat> but I didn't squander money. I didn't, you know, waste it on, you know, going out and partying or just 
living in a hotel. Right, right. I see that so much right mm. now that people are living in a hotel. That's a vicious circle. Oh, yeah. that you can't get yeah. out of that once right. you're in. $500 a week, you're paying two grand a month to stay yeah. in a hotel. Now, there's some good arguments. Somebody comes to clean your room, it's all over there. Right. You get everything paid for, all your utilities, I suppose. But no, that's not mm. worth $2,000. No. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It is a vicious circle. And you have to literally make a certain amount of money to jump out of it right. or have someone boost you out of it. You can't even rent a room for 500 bucks a month. No. Around here. No. Anywho, um, I remember. Have you ever been close to homelessness? Always. I always, like just now. Well, I mean, yeah, but that's, you were, you're anxious about being homeless, but circumstances weren't like to the point where you were going to be living in your car for a week or two. It was almost like that. I wasn't going to be in my car. Right. But I was going to be in someone's apartment that they had sort of, they didn't abandon it, but they had it, but they were living with somebody else okay. and they just were trying to get rid of it. Right. And they offered that for my son and I. It was mm -hmm. a one, it was a studio. Sure. It was a split but you knew it was just going to be temporary. Yeah. Yeah. But that to me would have been homeless. No, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. I, I guess I still would have been paying for something, a roof over my head. Yeah. While I was going through divorce and I didn't have an apartment, I slept in my taxi. Um, or I, I slept in my car after working in, in the taxi. At, oh, okay. And I slept in my car until she was going to go to work. And then I would go back to the house oh. and she would go to work. So I felt like that then. Mm, I didn't yeah. have a place to be, but I still did. Would, if you had gone there while she was there, would she have? No, she wouldn't. Wouldn't, wouldn't let you in? No, and I didn't want to cross oh. that. I didn't want to cause problems. But I've been so close and so broke sometimes and so far behind on things that I remember when I was seeing a psychiatrist for a little bit, I asked, why aren't I homeless? I have a three-bedroom place. I have a car. I, I have a job, but I, I'm struggling. Why aren't I homeless? And she barely thought, and she said, because you just don't imagine it for yourself. You don't imagine yourself living in a dumpster, say. And so you don't. Right. And the more she talked about that concept of the only reason you are where you are is because you don't imagine less for yourself. You will always find a way to, in like this case, like I'm in right now, I fought and bit and scratched until I got what it was that mm -hmm. I needed. Having said that, think in the other direction, in the direction of where I want to be. The only reason it's kind of like what we, the guy we're talking about, I'm here because that's all I can conceive of, right? Mm -hmm. I don't conceive of this bad stuff over here. So I, I'm, I'm always going to be in this spot unless I can conceive of something different. I must be placated or comfortable in this spot that I'm not achieving the next level, which would be, let's say, you know, I don't know. It starts to sound terrible to say like a big house with 20 rooms and, mm -hmm. and five cars and a boat and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But if I could genuinely conceive of myself being in that place, I could do it. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> but until then, you know, I still struggle from time to time. Um, I've had my ups and downs, but the benefit I have, I guess this is a life changing experience is that I'm not afraid. I'm going to be okay. We're going to make it through. I'm going to find a way out. It's just what I was gifted with, like what you were gifted with, the ability to just say, I don't want this anymore. I'm moving uh -huh. to the next level. So, uh, my life-changing experience, 
there's all this construction that was happening outside my apartment before I moved. And I would wear earbud, ear, ear plugs, the kind that you squeeze and put in your ears and they fill up. I don't hear anything, but I did hear my heart. And my heartbeat would go... And it was so irregular that I was rather disturbed by that. Okay. So I went to my doctor and he did an EKG on me. And when I came back, he said, you've had a heart attack. And I was like, what? He said, I don't know if it was last week, several months ago, or a year ago, or two years ago. But the EKG shows definite damage to this part of your heart, mm -hmm. directly related to having had a heart attack. Can you recall any time that you may have had that? And I mentioned to you that one time I felt really faded out. I think I even wrote a, a message saying, just for the record, I got really faint. Mm -hmm. And while I was driving, and I mentioned that to him, and he goes, "No, that wouldn't have been a heart attack." But yeah, you shouldn't be driving if you're feeling. <laughs> feeling yeah. That. yeah, I almost passed out. I just mm -hmm. faded out and faded right back in. Was um, it like a lightheadedness feeling? Super lightheaded, okay. complete disconnection. Right, and then I came back. All right. And then um, he said, "So what you had then was a silent heart attack. They're extremely common." Lots of people have them, don't even know that they ever right. occurred. Heard of those. Yeah. And he said women have them a lot. Mm -hmm. um, men traditionally have the, I'm coming home, that one, you know. And uh, he said, I don't want to scare you. You don't have to be scared, but it did happen. Mm -hmm. So you're going to need to, you know, pay more attention to the, some of the medications that you're going to be taking and stuff like that. But there was nothing he said that he was real worried about because it was already done, but just be careful. So I guess life-changing for in that context would be I'd have to go back to the gym and just start working on my heart again, mm -hmm. cardio, uh, and get out and walk and, and, and do that. This is a very sedentary job. It's very. Although you do get out and go into the clubs a lot, see who's in there and see if you got any rides coming. Hardly. But it is more than a lot of the cab drivers That's true. do. Yeah. So my daily routine and I, I just an example, I know cab drivers who pull up to a, the airport, wait for a plane, and the only exercise they get is when they step outside to smoke a cigarette yeah. and get back in the car. So Yeah. I knew one guy, he jumped out and he would do jumping jacks and push ups. Sure. And yeah, yeah. When I get to the airport a lot of times I'll uh, walk the sidewalk all the way down the terminal, all the way to the end and come back around and it's about uh, half of a kilometer. So like maybe a quarter mile yeah tops that would be like me going out getting out and walking around this block yeah yeah which i've thought to do but i know murphy's law you'll get mugged <laughs> no <laughs> murphy's law would be i'd get to the other side of the block and someone would say hey david i need a ride yeah. and i'm like well i gotta walk another block and a half to get to my car which is i can factor that in yeah. really all i do i wake up get out of bed stand up and take a shower and then i come and sit in the car mm -hmm. and i sit in the car and sit in the car and sit in the car and when i'm done i get up and i walk to my apartment i get into bed and i watch a show and have dinner this is bad don't eat That's before bad. you go to bed this is very bad give yourself at least four hours yeah so i watch a show and then i go to sleep and then i get up and i do it all again extremely sedentary very very yeah and that's not good i know this i will make a change because Pledge of Allegiance. That's to be your left hand? Right hand. That was right. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, next wheel. I'll... 
Oops, sorry. Five. Five. Cinco. Cinco oh, de Mayo. One. Five is get to know you. Mm. You want to get to know you first, or shall I get to know me first? I can get to know you me okay. first. Let's get to know Thomas first. Thomas has nothing to talk about. It's right in your notes. Thomas is boring. Thomas is boring as fuck. Let's get to know Thomas. Okay, well, here's an oddity I have. Yes. When I worked at that truck stop I was talking about, mm -hmm. back then, um, disposable lighters, now they have, like, this little safety thing you actually have to, like, hold your thumb on so the flame will come out. But before that, all it had was the wheel and the little... Like the Zippos? No, a Bic. A Bic lighter has a security yeah it, and the thing in the middle of the wheel you have to hold that down with your thumb the red as, button? as you know there's a little metal piece i didn't know that yeah you have to hold it down otherwise no gas will come out okay but i have a big lighter from before they did that in the old days like, so this was like from like beer cans with the poles right my lighter is 35 years old okay and if you shake it or hold it up to the light, you can see there's no fluid left in it, mm -hmm. but it still works. And I use it once a year on New Year's Eve. What I do is I hold the red button down. I don't have to use the striker, but I use another lighter to light it. And it gets this little tiny flame, right? Because there's no... There's barely anything fluid. left in it. And then I light a joint with it. And then I put the lighter away for another year. Okay. It's been going strong for 30, well, not strong, but it's pretty weak. <laughs> it's been going. It's still that. going for 35 years. I have a 35-year-old big lighter that works. I guess it's like the oil lamps in the Bible that just kept burning. Oh, you mean for Hanukkah? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, but it's your tradition. You have a bit of a ritual it's a, tradition. It's a ritual. Yeah, yeah. I will call it It's a ritual. Someday it will run out and I'll have to throw it away. Oh, but, you can't refill it? No, it's a big. It's a disposable. They were never refillable, huh? No. Okay. You know, the little ones. Is it metal or plastic? It's plastic. Oh. You come in red or yellow or white or blue or green. Was you know, there something those... special about it? Like like your grandpa gave it to you or no. you stole it off of somebody? No. Or, no? Just one you had. Just one I had. It still works. I say, hey, this is one of those old ones. It still works. Okay. So, yeah. Um. Ritual. I know that's pretty boring. No, I mean, sure everybody... I, no, nobody I'm, else can say they have a 35-year-old thick lighter. No, I'm pretty sure nobody else can say that. Yeah, I win. <laughs> yeah, you win. Winner. You're a winner. 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 Uh, I have a ritual uh, associated with this podcast. I have a ritual that on Tuesday nights... Oh, I was going to say, Mondays, you're at least an hour late. I'm not <laughs> an hour late. But I lived in another town pretty far away, so 16 miles away. So sometimes coming into town was a little arduous, you know. But uh, now, oh, I went to check. How long did it take me to say, when I said I'm in the elevator, I'm on my way to the car. I think I maybe have been here, I was there like in eight minutes. Mm, I don't think it was that quick. Uh, I'm interested. Anyway, uh, my ritual is... Well, to be honest, I'm a very ritualistic person, and let's just call it routine. Routine is what keeps me safe. Routine is what keeps me comfortable. Uh, throw me off just by taking one thing out of my routine, and I get all me, me, me. And uh, one of the things is Monday night, we do our podcast. 
I'll usually go home and watch a movie because it's like technically my one day off. And then Tuesday, I get up, I have cereal or some sort of eggs for breakfast, and I drink a Red Bull, and I edit. Editing the podcast takes me sometimes four to six hours. You know, if, if it's particularly long for some reason, it might take me longer than six hours. But when I'm finished, my ritual is I reward myself with a steak dinner. I make a steak dinner. Okay. And... Which that's is very heart healthy. It's not good for me. <laughs> so that's my ritual. Maybe get to know me. I'm a very routine based person. In fact, I may have mentioned this in a previous episode. I had certain sure days. You did. I'm sure you think I did, but I I would have like Friday night is steak night, but now it's Wednesday night or excuse me Tuesday night is steak night. But Friday night would be steak night. Tuesday night should be taco night because Taco Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. Mm. But there's no taco trucks open when I'm done. I'm usually done around Make like... Make your own tacos. Oh, I do. I can do that. I do a good job with that. I suppose I could do that. But anyway, one of those things gets removed. So I've had people... I've had like girls flirt with me and say, why don't you come on over after work? I'm like, uh, it's steak night tonight. And I would say, no, it's steak night. I, uh, I have steak tonight. And they'd be like, you'd rather go have steak than come to my place? Look at you, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's a... Yeah, take away a piece of my routine and I feel a little off. Okay, we're done. You got a joke? Um, Let me see. How come you can't hear a pterodactyl in the bathroom? Because they're extinct. Because the pee is silent. I get it. They're quiet when they pee. How How come the Mexican took Xanax? To cure Hispanic attacks. <laughs> Objectively, that is funny. Yes. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Was that it? Yeah. Any more jokes? No. All right. Just two shorties. All right, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Good thank- show, Carl Weathers. He died. Oh. Apollo yeah. Creed. Apollo Creed. I liked him in Arrested Development because he plays himself as Carl's we- Carl Weathers, kind of a down-and-out actor who right. is like always looking for food or mm-hmm. a special job. Or you could keep that bone. I could make a good broth out of that, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. So he's very funny. He's very funny. Oh, uh, boo. So good show, Carl Weathers. Good show, Carl Weathers. Stay positive, kids. Have a good night. Thanks for coming along with us on That Taxi Podcast. We'll be back next week with a whole new episode, and you can find us on Spotify or wherever you download your podcasts. Wherever you download this podcast. Oh, right. Sorry. We want your thoughts, ideas, and feedback on today's episode. So please contact us, and we really do want you to contact us at thattaxipodcast.com, at Twitter, on Facebook, and Instagram. See you next week. See you next week.